So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's the Big Show, 97.5-1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Joining us now in studio, of course, you hear him uh, on the pre-half and post-game coverage for the Utah Jazz. And, of course, longtime Jazz assistant coach, Gordy Chiesa, with us here in studio. Coach, what's up? How are you? Uh, Jake, Gordon, I am doing very looking forward to talking with you guys for the next hour and chopping it up. And what a day for NBA basketball as far as uh, the trading deadline. Absolutely. I love a deadline. Remember, it's just very similar to uh, people going on strike in the workplace. You, you need a deadline to get things settled. Without a deadline, nothing ever settles. So that's why they had the trading deadline, and everyone in the NBA is so ecstatic. Now it's over, and now the next deadline is going to be that thing called the buyout. The buyout clause, which is starts it starts uh, on March first. All right, we will have an eye on the NBA All Star Team selection, which we have uh, on the monitor up here in the studio on TNT. Giannis and LeBron will be uh, picking the All Star teams, and uh, we'll let you know when and where uh, Rudy and Donovan go in this uh, selection process. But a uh, uh, good place to start, Coach. What do you think about uh, the way they've kind of altered the All Star game and uh, some of the new wrinkles they've thrown in there, like drafting the teams and having captains? I think it's absolutely great. The first thing, it's really an All exhibition. It's not a game. So the, in the perfect world, this goes going to be 187 to 182. So just it's for fans. It's for the sponsors. And so the only guy really basically serious about playing defense in the game, seems to me, is Rudy Gobert. And so Rudy's going to be like a, uh, a fish out of water trying to block shots and hustle on defense. It's an exhibition. I think it's great. And I think they, you, you, cho- you choose, it's almost like play in the schoolyard, you choose, you choose sides. Jake, you're in the schoolyard. You and Gordon, you guys are choosing sides. I got you. I got shirts. I got skins. Let's roll. So I don't want to be picked last, you know. And so oh. it'll be interesting to see if uh, where Rudy is drafted and uh, where uh, Donovan is drafted, you know. <laughs> And also part of subplot is that if a guy might be a free agent next year or two, the star player of an elite team might take you on his team to uh, show that, hey, we love you, dog. Two <laughs> years from now, will you please consider us? So there's a little politics at play oh, as well. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And also and involved also is the agents. So, in other words, so just say, say Clutch Sports has, say, two or three players representing in the game. They're going to probably try to lean towards getting their own players on one team. It's, again, it's great. I love it. I think it's, I'm looking forward to 2023 when here in, here in the Vim Spot Arena – the Jazz hosted. I hope that by then defense is incorporated into the game because defense is a part of basketball. It's an important part of basketball. Gordy, I don't want to see a 187 to 182 game. I want to see teams go out and compete. And, yeah, it doesn't mean anything, but 
it, it's what the game is. You know, go out. Don't 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 lay down so somebody can bounce or or, or you know pass the ball to himself off the off the glass uh, to do some showboating move of some sort. I uh, the reason I love the game is to see tough, difficult matchups and watch the greatest in the game go at each other. That was the evolution of it, though. So you're talking about yesteryear, say 20 years ago, where the, a lot of the play, the elite players, they respected but had a strong dislike for their, their rivals. Now, this generation, because of the Internet and all the unbelievable things as far as exposure, you know, all the, uh, the uh, uh, social media pl- platforms is that the players, it's a love fest. So, Gordon, for example, most NBA players, after a game, after a loss, they hug the arrivals. I can assure you, in, in jazz basketball yesteryear, if, a t- if we lost the game to the, oppo- the opposing team, they, guess what? We weren't hugging them. Yeah. That's all, that's all part of it. That's all part of new school, how it works. And I have no problem with it. it you have to adjust it with the times. I, I, like, uh, I like sportsmanship, but I want to see hard-nosed competition and guys, you know, yeah, hug after the game, but during it, you know, knock each other around a little bit. Where are you on this, Jake? I, I, I want to see teams really, really play real basketball. I, I have this nostalgic memories of the All-Star game back when it was more competitive, but I, I just don't... I'm stuck in the 90s. I don't think you're you're putting that horse back into the barn. I think, <laughs> Oh, don't even yeah, think about right. it, Jake. No, I think that, it is can't what you heard the horse back in the barn? <laughs> Jake, that horse is right now to Southern California, SoCal. That's where the horse is heading to right now. And so it's all part of it. Rudy and Donovan, it's great. The Jets have two players in the All-Star game. The last time was Memino Core and Carlos Boozer. So that was the last time the Jets had two players representing them, and good for them and good for this generation. That was back in 07? Yeah, I, yeah I 07, yeah. So. If defense doesn't matter, then I ain't picking Rudy. Oh, very much. No, and again, Rudy Rudy is a, a different kind of uh, all-star. He's defensive-minded. But again, Rudy averages over 15 points a game, but he's, I call he's a recipient scorer. He needs help scoring. No, the law pass, short corner spacing. He rim rolls to the basket, stick back baskets. He's not an old school Gordon back to the basket, one dribble, uh, jump hooks up and under step throughs. Or like last night, Nikolai Jokic had that. Um, he was a foot fake junkie, Jake. As a matter of fact, we're going to see the next last night and uh, tomorrow night's game two of the present tense. I call them foot fake junkies in the NBA. Nikolai Jokic last night gets the ball. He foot fakes to freeze the defense. Tomorrow night's going to be Carmelo Anthony. Well, I'll tell you what, that game winner he had last night was just a, I mean, Rudy played good defense on it, had a hand in his face, and he just dropped that. I mean, there are very few, if any, players that, that make that shot, at least consistently, and Jokic just drained it. Oh, very much. Absolutely. He's a, a, a most European big kids that come to the, uh, the States and play in the NBA, uh, not going to college. They come right after playing. They're 19, 20 years old, and they played in a club team for three, four, five years since, since uh, they're young teenagers. They come here, and that's Nikolai Jokic. And so he's highly skilled. And when I say skilled, he uh, impacts every single game besides scoring, rebounding, and passing. At seven foot, he, he can pass over to, uh, to help defense. And by the way, he's not really a great jumper. And so last night when he gets 21 rebounds in that game, that he can't he can hardly jump over the New York Sunday Times. That's how <laughs> that's how low he can jump, but he can rebound by by position. He was absolutely sensational. So Jake and I have been trying to figure out uh, what the Jazz is, what the root 
of the problem is for the Jazz over the past five consecutive losses. How much of it, uh, and this is a question for both of you guys, how much of it do you guys think is physical and how much is mental? How much of it is ability, limitations in talent, or limitations in mindset, attitudinal? Okay, it's not talent. It's more of um, just forgetfulness. The Jazz temporarily have amnesia. When the Jazz here, just temporarily, and I could change easily, is that what you want to do is the Jazz are really good when the ball is popping. And when the ball is popped, usually speaking, don't – so you have to pop the ball on perimeter or inside-outside, outside-inside, or outside-outside. However you want to do it. But when the shot's there, take it. So a lot of times the Jazz do pop the ball. They should shoot it. They don't. And a lot of times they over-dribble where they should pass the ball. And that's that slippage. So last night in, in, the, in the Jazz game uh, where they had, a hard, they had one field goal in the last seven minutes and eight seconds, that's what happened. Yeah, it was part of the momentum swing, swing by the, the, the Nuggets refused to lose, to their credit. But part of it also is the ball wasn't hopping, and then when the, you should have shot the ball, you, over, you overpassed. So sometimes with good players that are really uh, good-minded as far as people, they overpass. If you're a shooter and you, your feet are set and the ball swings, swing to you, take the shot. Now, the last part is this, is that the Jazz have to do a better job of offensive rebounding. That's that. That's part of it. So when you they don't, don't even try their offensive rebound, so they've Gordon. got to figure out as far as just situationally uh, how you want to rebound. So so much of a jazz basketball, but also as the jazz go forward in playoff games, your shots miss. Swing, swing, pass. The shower's missed. Okay, so far, so good. Then you've got to crash in. So last night's game, um, what the Nuggets did against the Jazz, it was their mid-sized guys. Torrey Craig, Gary Harris, P.J. Jogier, those three guys got 23 rebounds last night against the Jazz mid-sized guys. Boyan Bondanovich, Joe Ingles, Royce Nil, and Jordan Clarkson, they got 12. And so Torrey Craig gets 12 rebounds. And he got him at the most critical times. So what you want to do is counterpunch that. So the Jazz need more rebounding second shots to if the shot was missed. And that's that margin of error. Oh, by it, why, why is that important? Because in a three-point game, if you get six more offensive rebounds, the chance of what? You're going to win. By the way, uh, Team LeBron is mopping up on Team Giannis. And they're, they're drafting just the starters right now. And LeBron has taken Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, and Luka Doncic. And uh, the Greek freak has taken Joel Embiid with his first pick and then Pascal Siakam. And now we're waiting on his third pick. So and again, Advantage LeBron so far, Gordy. Uh, that's the way it looks to me. Very much. And also add to that is that Anthony Davis uh, and LeBron the exact same age in clutch sports. Rich Paul. And that's part <laughs> that of it. That helps. There's always an underlying thing. Oh, absolutely. Right? <laughs> uh, in uh, any business, but especially the business of basketball, including today with the trading deadline. Oh, by the way, connect the dots. Yep. The dots tell you a story. You know, Jake, in your life, uh, follow the money. In Gordon Munson's life, follow you. In my life, follow follow everybody is that that's what happens. Giannis just picked Kemba Walker. Right over James Harden or Trey Young, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, because he wants to get the ball some of the time versus none of the time. <laughs> that's See, totally yeah, true. Like some of the time. Jake, you and oh, I was talking LeBron about LeBron just took Harden. Yep. Yep. It's good. Again, this is an exhibition. Gordon, <laughs> you love exhibitions. I like real basketball, if, if man. Get, if you get my drift. Yeah, yeah. You have, Gordon, you, Gordon does enjoy a good that. exhibition. Giannis's team is going to get killed. No, see, that's 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 um, 
you're thinking, but Giannis is ahead of the curve. We'll mm. see. Now they, they move on to the reserves. Yeah, so, so now it gets real interesting. Now we yeah. find out how I, – I, I said this earlier, Coach. I think somebody takes Rudy early. I, I think they take Rudy early and say, hey, I want the defensive guy. Why? They're not going to play defense. For, for PR reasons, uh, if nothing else. Yeah. But also as a willing screener. So there you go. also that screen assist. So if, if, I'm a, if I'm a perimeter player in an all-star game, yo, Rudy, give me a screen, will you? Rudy, give me some love. Meaning that screen and then rim roll to the basket. Uh, real quick while we're waiting on this, and we'll, we'll keep you up to date, just to weigh in on your, your question there, there Gordon. Chris Middleton uh, goes to Giannis. I, I think the Jazz have a bit of a fit issue right now. And is that physical or is that mental? I mean, they figure right. they have to figure out how to fit together. Okay. I think that's both. All right, this is an important point that you and I sort of have gone back and forth on, so let's run it by Gordy. You don't think that Mike Conley and Joe Ingles can coexist comfortably on the court at I the same they, time. I said they have to figure it out, and they may need to make some roster adjustments, okay, rotation so adjustments. Gordy, when I was talking to him about this, off the air, he said that Joe needs to learn to do some things to fit in with Mike Conley. Right, Gordy? Very much, yeah. And he can. He's very capable. And that's a lot of times when the ball, the ball swung to you, either shoot it or catch and go drive. Just don't catch and swing it all the time. And so if you're wide open, take the shot. If not, then... Dribble, uh, penetrate hard to the basket because he's, he's a good penetrator. And so you can you need both. You need both guys as a Jazz go forward. Both guys can play. They're both intelligent people. And it's interesting, Jake, they're both pass happy. So it'd be different if they're selfish as far as uh, never passing the ball. Both these guys, meaning Michael Conley and Joe Ingles, they like to pass the ball. The question now is uh, can you play in rhythm? And rhythm is what? Being catch ready and shot ready. They'll figure it out. Giannis is getting cleaned up. Giannis here. is now taking Chris Middleton and Bam Adebayo, who I really like, actually. Very much. I don't know. Vastly about. underrated. Yep. But he picked him over LeBron, some players. Yeah. Meanwhile, LeBron's got players like Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard. Well, and and took, now uh, Dame, Dame Dalla. Took Damian Lillard, his first choice with the reserve, and now we're waiting on uh, we're waiting on LeBron's second pick here. And actually, if you look at the, the rosters, it's kind of east-west. Giannis has taken basically all Eastern Conference guys, and LeBron's LeBron has taken uh, Western Conference guys, but now just took Ben Simmons. So there you go. I'm not sure. Jake, like another time. clutch guy, by the way, Coach. Exactly LeBron took right. another clutch sports guy. Very much. Also, this is SoCal thing. Definitely. Yeah. You take you guys from, from, your, from who you play with all the time, and that's all part of it. Again, this is an exhibition game. This is not... This is a this is not a true game. It's for the it's for corporate. It's for the fans. It's for it's for Gordon, the Windy City. You love Chicago. But I do like Chicago. Oh, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I told you he'd go early. Giannis picks Rudy Gobert, his third selection with the reserves. Good wow. for him. I, Look eh? at that. That uh, well. Uh, I like Le- LeBron looks like somebody just hit him in the head with a hammer. Well, now he knows he's gonna have to battle against Rudy. How about that? So Giannis uh, takes Rudy pretty early. I told you. Yeah. I told you. And Donovan be a, Oh, there goes Jokic. Jokic goes to uh, Team LeBron, uh, but Rudy went before Jokic. How about that? Did, uh, did LeBron pick Ben Simmons because he wanted someone who wouldn't shoot and would just deliver the ball? No, it's possible as far as – but, again, LeBron's way beyond that. It's an exhibition. This All-Star Games, or all of them are, they're brand-driven. Everyone's trying to drive their brand globally, meaning what? Europe, uh, meaning over in Europe, China, and India. So it's, it's all based on that. It's not just based on just playing. 
can 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 we drive our brand into a global uh, global situation? And that's that's they're doing. I'm starting to wonder whether Donovan Mitchell is going to be the last pick. Giannis just took Jimmy Butler. LeBron has four selections left. Giannis has three. Would they watch the game last night. Look at you taking shots, just oh, that's mixing just, that in. Oh, no, last night's game was just one of those games. No, Donovan is, let's not forget, Donovan Mitchell's age 23. Do you realize that, Gordon, you've been there for a long time, is that John Stockton didn't start till his third year. Donovan Mitchell in his third year is an all-star. So just take it as far as, in that context, as far as that narrative. And that just shows you how advanced the Donovan Mitchell is, and there's so much weight on his shoulders every single game. LeBron just took Jason Tatum, meaning uh, both teams have three selections left. Players on the board still, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul, DeMontis Sabonis, Russell Westbrook, and, of course, Donovan Mitchell. I, don't, I, 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 don't, pre- I predict Sabonis is going to be the last one taken. Kyle Lowry now goes to Team Giannis. He has two selections left. LeBron has three. Now, Jake, Lowry plays defense. He does. That guy's serious, too. Yeah. So both Rudy and Lowry, as far as a perimeter guy, play defense. Good for them. He's one of the better perimeter defenders in the entire league. Very much. And he, and he, he makes three-point shots. He's absolutely tenacious. That guy plays the win. His direct correlation with him playing for the Raptors, the Raptors are 37-14. and 14. That's, the, that's one part of it. They've won 12 straight games. He leading the charge. Him and Siakam. LeBron takes his boy Chris Paul now. Both teams have two selections left. The banana boat crew. <laughs> That's right. Can't vote against the the banana boat. You knew he was going Chris Paul at some point. Well, there are how many? Five names left? Four, on, names, four left. names left on the board, and uh, Donovan is one of them. So we'll see how this goes. He's an all-star. All, all these guys are. So it's just the way he plays out. It's relative. Out. It's re- mean, absolutely. And we'll see who's uh, who plays who plays well in it. Who's ready to roll? And uh, it's all part of um, again global branding. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and this this will be good for uh, for Donovan, regardless. And that's what they say about uh, is their embarrassment getting picked last. I mean, you're on the you're on the team. You're one of the best 24 players. Brandon Ingram now goes to uh, Giannis. So one pick for him left. Two for LeBron. Donovan Mitchell still. On the board with uh, DeMontis Sabonis and Russell Westbrook. I, I think Mitchell's going to go next. You think Mitchell goes now to Team LeBron? Yeah, but I don't know. That's just a guess. You know, it's just a guess. Nope. Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook goes to Team LeBron. <laughs> so Sabonis Two picks Mi- left. Sabonis and Donovan. Sabonis and Donovan Mitchell. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe, uh, you know, Donovan comes back with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's good. That's good for jazz basketball. People Very are good. always comparing Ben Simmons with uh, Donovan Mitchell. Well, Simmons went uh, long before. Oh, there goes Mitchell. Donovan goes to Team Giannis, meaning uh, Sabonis goes to Team LeBron. And uh, Mitchell is not the last pick. So he's going to go up against Rudy. So, no, no, no. no. Rudy, and, Rudy and Donovan are on the okay. same team. They're All both right. on Team Giannis. And a lot of Jazz fans now going to be rooting, of course, for Team Giannis. All right, coming up right around the corner, Coach is sticking around for the entire 5 o'clock hour. We'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Jazz basketball, what's going on, what they need to do to uh, turn the ship around. But right now, let's throw things out to the Mountain America Expo Center, where Tony Parks is standing by at the Boat Show. Tone? Hey, thanks so much, Jake. And yeah, here today at the Boat Show, a lot of fun for everybody, the entire family that happens to be down here. So many people enjoying that. Tickets are very affordable here. $10 per day for an adult, 4 
four-day passes at 20 bucks. It goes on from today all the way through Sunday here at the Mountain America Expo Center. Earlier today, we had a chance uh, to chat with Bacon Bill Johnson about all the great Dutch oven cooking that he has going on. Uh, check out the Gone Fishing Lodge. Ralph is there with great expeditions for you and anybody else in your family to go and enjoy uh, an unbelievable fishing experience there uh, in Alaska. And then on top of that, uh, Fred's Marine. Kip is here. Make sure to stop by and see him uh, as he has the latest and greatest from all sorts of different things, from fishing boats, pontoon boats. Uh, they are a, a Layton-based company. And also on top of that, they're family-owned. So you know you're definitely going to be comfortable with the experience of uh, interacting and doing business with people like Fred's Marine. All of the, those people and more are all a part of this boat show. It's the ultimate one-stop marketplace. It's filled with over 50 million dollars worth of 2020 boats recreational equipment marine accessories uh boat displays including ski boats wake boat uh, wakeboard boats surf boats you name it uh they've got it uh, the latest in water skis wakeboards surfboards uh wake skates tubes uh it's a great time down here so make sure to come on over and enjoy everything that's going on including the 5050 bmx team demos uh that'll uh, be happening right here uh, professional riders from 5050 bmx will be doing bmx freestyle shows daily at the Utah Boat Show and Water Show Expo. It's a great time down here, uh, so make sure to come on out and join us. We'll be going on all the way through Sunday. Uh, When we come back, more Utah Jazz basketball on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Let's talk some uh, trade deadline stuff with you, Coach. I, I know you've been following it closely, and, and let's just let's start broad and work inward. Let's uh, who what what team made a difference uh, with their trades today? Let's just go five through uh, just five teams, because so make it more uh, contextually. The fifth one is the Warriors. I know it sounds weird saying it, but the Warriors they did more position themselves for the future. And so what they did is that they made that trade for Andrew Wiggins, who is a major talent that somewhat underperformed for his first six years. But with the Warriors and that culture, with all those guys coming back this year, they will, they'll, he'll be back in play, and he's what they need. The Warriors also acquired a first round, two first-round picks as far as this year, uh, 2021, that could be a lottery pick so that— from the, from the, uh, so that um, from the from the uh, T Wolves, and so it's only protected one through three. So the Warriors could have two lottery picks themselves, their own, which Jake could be one, two, or three, right. and it could be like a five or six from the from the um, T Wolves. And so for them, it's a long term play. They'll be, be they'll be back in force next year. Enjoy it while you can, because the Warriors are, are an elite team, and they're obviously injured. So that's that was the uh, that was number five. Number four, again, most teams hit singles and doubles, but it's getting the right guy, the L.A. Clippers. 
Marcus Morris is what they need the Clippers as one more perimeter-type defensive player that can make timely threes to play in lockstep without the ball with uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And, and their whole focus, uh, Gordon, is to go against LeBron and those guys as far as physicality and with experience and most of all, never backing down. So it's only one guy they got, basically. Now, they're saying that Isaiah Thomas, who traded there also, but they're reporting that they're going to cut him. Right. So that so it's, it's a one-person trade as far as getting him. The third one is um, the Miami Heat. The Heat are uh, the overachieving team. They Those guys play so hard. They're uh, right now the fourth seed. They acquired Andre Iguodala. I know he's age 36. I get it. Doesn't shoot straight in games. But in playoff situations, he's an experienced ball handler. He runs the floor defensively, and he's a defensive um a quasi-stopper now at his age group. And so he's going to help them. Jay Crowder's giving them physicality, and Solomon Hill gives them also another, again, a, a guy that gives them some depth. And so that was a, a good accomplishment by the Miami Heat, besides the, guy, besides the guys they have in, in, um, in Jimmy Butler. The second one is the uh, Houston Rockets, just getting Robert Covington. Again, they hit a single with Covington. He's a three-point shooter. He's a defensive-minded player. His contract is uh, relatively tame. This year, next year makes a 12-1. The following year makes a 12.9. So it's right in place. And so that was a, a factor for them. And it then, and the last one it would be the, just the, uh, the, Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks, I know they're losing. I get it. But what they did with the team right now is that they regrouped as far as who they got. And so by getting, uh, by getting Clint Capella, by getting Dwayne Dedman, by getting uh, this guy named Derek Walton, they really uh, and helped themselves tremendously as far as uh, what they're trying to accomplish. So now the Atlanta Hawks, they start Trey Young, Kevin Herta, John Collins, Cam Reddish, and also now with uh, Clint Capella. So they are a much improved team. And again, it sounds trivial, but they, they've done a good job. I want to get back to what you were talking about with the Rockets. Uh, obviously, that's a team the Jazz seem to run into on occasion in the playoffs and whatnot. What do you make of this move, and what do you make of their commitment to uh, playing small ball and, and the way that will work against the better teams in the West? Well, they're saying philosophically that we're, we're not going small. We're going ultra-small, and that you're, that you're uh, mid-sized guys and your big guys we're going to force you in a playoff situation to match down to us all the time. So historically speaking, in playoff basketball, even though, think about it, in playoff basketball, most the defense, just generally speaking, is ferocious. It's hard to score in a game. And if you're a three-point shooter, they're not leaving you. And so the Rockets are there's a huge risk-reward factor. So they're going to rely on their dribble penetration by Westbrook and by James Harden to get into the lane to try to score points below the foul line extended. Even though they're a three-point shooting team, they're first in the NBA in attempts over 41 per game in a regular season, and they're first in the NBA at like 15.2 made threes. They're relying on um, the middle game. So the answer is is that the question is going to be, can teams like the Jazz, the Lakers, the Thunder in the first round, the Nuggets, can they ball contain those guys enough to win, to win a seven-game series? We're going to find out. And then at the other end, they can absolutely get punished by a team like the Lakers. Right, I mean, who's going to stop Anthony Davis? Very much. They're going to try. They're going to, in their world, they're going to try to have um, 
P.J. Tucker body up on him in a game and try to side front him and then double team him and force the Lakers to shoot over the top inside outside. And so Anthony Davis type people, they have to enforce their will. Don't, and I always say, don't wait till game three to enforce, to enforce your will. From game one, from the very first get-go, when you play against a small ball, you'll be very conscious getting the ball inside on a two-footed catch and that you've got to rebound the ball to punish them, to get second-chance points. We saw that last night just locally here with the, with the uh, Nuggets uh, ch- uh, chasing down the rebounds and really hurting the Jazz on the boards. You surprised the Jazz didn't make another move at the deadline? No, because they made that classic move for them by getting Jordan Clarkson back in December for uh, Dante Exum. So the Jazz didn't do the, uh, the trading deadline. They did it uh, back in December. So it's not surprising. The Jazz philosophically are saving their money for a rainy day, and they, they feel that they can, as they go forward— in other words, they lost in the first round last year. So realistically, the Jazz think that they can—the Jazz have a championship uh, uh, as far as culture, but the team is not there yet. And so it, it takes more years to building it up. So the culture is there as far as structurally. Now they got to keep adding pieces and player development. They're pointing in the right direction. Uh, the Jazz would be ecstatic if they can get past the first two rounds. They would be absolutely ecstatic if that happened. So, as you look forward, obviously in the NBA, uh, you've got to have some star players. And if you have star players, you're going to pay for those star players. So, if you're going to commit so much money to those stars, they better be good. And they better be good enough to lead you to real contention or to a championship. Do you foresee Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert filling that role to that level? Yes, Donovan Mitchell, when you're, at, when you're 23 years young, emphasize young, and you're averaging 24.8 points per game, guess what? You're a star. And that he's young. Again, again, there's so much pressure on him to, to make plays all the time. Like last night, he was against good defense. Uh, uh, next time against the Nuggets, uh, he will be absolutely performing better. I know it happened also last week. So he's a star player. He's got that star magnetism. Rudy Gobert is a different type of all-star where um, – He's a defensive-minded rebounder, so the Jazz got to get more uh, shot creators to help out Donovan. So, in other words, shot creator means what? When that you, you have your length, you have body size. Bondanovich, Joe Ingles, they're knockdown shooters. They need they need they need, they need, a Mac. They need two more shot creators. That no matter what happens on a short clock, besides Donovan, they can make they can make something out of nothing. It's, it's like in the NFL that, when you when you're quarterback the, the, against fierce uh, pass rushing, you move the chain with the chain sticks with what your feet. It's interesting that you bring that up, Gordy, because they're not tall, they're not lean, but they are creators. They are creative, namely Mike Conley and Joe Ingles. And Jake has been talking about how there's it gets a bit crowded in that role for the Jazz, but you're saying that there's room for more shot creators. Very much, absolutely, because in playoff basketball, the, again, we're talking about the playoffs indirectly, which is really, it starts April 18th, so it's really relatively soon, which is nine weeks. And so you've got to get ready for that mentally. So those guys, they're actually overachievers. So Michael Conley and, uh, and Joe Ingles, they are good players. They're overachievers. The Jazz need guys like that, that mentality, but more talent. Whether it's length, whether it's what, uh, uh, bodiness, whether it's what, creativity, body lean, bounce to your game. 
That's what they need, and they know that because again, when uh, Jazz got knocked out last year, four games to one, and uh, and now they're everything is based on trying to win in the playoffs, and they're pointing in the right direction. Again, it, it, this is a process. Every good organization gets knocked out in the playoffs, and to, and until and they, the playoffs teach you about your team what you don't know, and it's painful. Just don't make it fatal. All right, he is Coach Gordy Chiesa, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. It's the big show. We'll have more with Coach talking about the Utah Jazz coming up next. Uh, we want to remind you about our friends uh, at Cypress Credit Union. Of course, uh, they uh, are bringing you Coach's interview today. Uh, with the lowest fees and quickest keys, Cypress has the home loan product that is perfect for you. Visit any Cypress branch or cypresscu.com for details. More straight ahead on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, Coach, a little red bone just for you. It takes me back. It does, Jake. It takes me back to a time in yesteryear when you were a young guy trying to find yourself. <laughs> That's right. And I, Gordon Chiesa, tried to help you. You and did. Scotty Gerard tried to help you find yourself also. Yeah. And guess he, what? Is he still Obviously, looking? we failed. <laughs> right. Still looking. Big show. What, what year did this song come out? 1974. How about that? Uh, that was my prime. Great song. Uh, 1974. Great song. I'm positive. I looked it up one time in my in my youth. What were you doing in 1974, Gordon? I was um, the head coach of St. Thomas Aquinas College at age 24, and I was the head coach of the team. Not based on my ability, based on... I, I, <laughs> on your I, good looks? Oh, no, God forbid. Based <laughs> on the pay structure. Usually when you're a young coach, you're, it's not based on your ability because you have none. Not based on experience because you have none. It's based, oh, by the way, let's hire this guy. He, let's pay him no money. And then what? Especially at Catholic schools, you get paid in rosary beads. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so 1974 is a personal question. So why decide if you want, what was your salary that year? In 1974, I made the grand total of uh, $6,000. Wow. Mm. As a head basketball coach at a, at a university. Yeah, Division II school. Yeah. I hope they, they gave you free cafeteria food or something. <laughs> they did not. Uh, or you got a dorm room or no. I don't know. What, I didn't <laughs> what live, I didn't live uh, that time in my life. I didn't live uh, paycheck to paycheck. That was, that was too simple. It was like multiple paychecks to paycheck. Were you single at the time, Gordon? I was single, right. Single, absolutely. God, thank God, because I couldn't uh, do anything else. Well, you couldn't sure. put her to work. No, no, not at all, no. But 1974, for all those baby boomers out there, now Jake Scott was born in 1981, in case you were wondering. Correct. So, so it is all relative. So it's interesting, back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and the NBA, it's really evolved. There's no doubt about it. Back in the 70s and 80s, and if you're a John Stockton fan, just in case you're wondering, he's born in 1962. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about the Jazz coach. And, of course, you join us on our pre-half and post-game coverage. Coach's next game is going to be Sunday afternoon uh, against the Houston Rockets, so make sure and catch that. But from a coaching perspective, uh, when a team's struggling, say they've lost five in a row, and uh, you know we talked about a few things that are, are are not happening with the team right now. But how does how does a coach deal with that? Because you've got to find a way to motivate guys, but you can only probably 
yell and scream and kick butt so much, right? Very much, yeah. It's not really yelling and screaming. It's a show. The film tells no lie. And so the, in the film sessions, they're intense, and you, you, you break it down into components as far as what's your assignment on these plays and, and, and your play calling and your rhythm of scoring. So last night, the Jazz, unfortunately, the last sevens and six seconds, they, didn't score, they only scored one field goal. So the coaches are analyzing what happened during that time, what can we do better, and then show the players what they have. I always say this, when in doubt, when you can't score, try to get um, – Either drive the ball to the basket and get fouled or layup, or a back to the basket mid post up game where you try to back somebody down to force help and recover, and the ball's already in the painted area, and the chances of getting fouled are much greater. To stop the clock, when you, a lot of times you, you panic, either panic turnovers or panic sh- uh, shooting, or most of all, lost assignments on defense. By stopping the clock, it gives you an extra 20 seconds, Jake and Gordon, to what? Get composure. Gordy, the problem with that, and that, as you suggest that, then Bogdanovich might have been a nice choice last night. But the problem with that is, what happens if you don't get the foul call? Well, you then you, but you have a shorter shot, though. And the answer is, you're, you're asking somebody to shoot over, either your footwork player. And again, I'm talking short ISO, like 12 feet to the basket, where you're a one bounce player. And usually speaking, a one bounce, you're able to elevate and shoot over the top of the defense. If you want to go a bounce and a half and a back down move, now footwork. But the most important thing right now, there's a level of patience and you're organized. And that does also, it gives your rebounds a chance to what? To carve out space. So when you, when you see the ball in a painted area or by the mid-block, your rebounders can fly in from perimeter or in short corner spacing, carve out space in the baseline. The shot was missed. We get a second chance. And even then, even if you're fouled, you might be close enough to make the shot anyway. Oh, very much. The best part about it is that you get, a, you get an N1. N1 really is uplifting. When a team is uh, you're struggling, you get an N1. It, it, uh, it makes everybody more, more uh, assertive. Down the floor defensively. And it's all part, it's not one thing, it's everything. All right, quick programming note coming up on the other side on the FM side of the dial. The big show will continue on until 7 o'clock when the movie zone takes over. On the AM side, we've got Doc Talk coming up next. Yes, Hans Olsen is in the house with the good folks uh, from University of Utah Health. You got anything uh, ailing you? You need some advice on, Gordon? Uh, Now's not, the time. Not right now, um, but uh, I know you've been struggling with hemorrhoids, right? No, no. I have not. Thank you for putting that out there. And I'm not sure if that's exactly the type of ailment that they're doing, <laughs> dealing with I'm on, on Doc I'm Talk. just kidding, I'm, but it is an interesting show if you do have something that's ailing How you. How is your softball-sized prostate? <laughs> Moon River. <laughs> okay, Coach. Sorry. I apologize, Coach Chiesa. No, I got a, it no. got a little chippy <laughs> no, here li- at the end. No, I'm listening. You guys are, you guys are uh, partners. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both go home with our feelings hurt. Yeah, that's that's pretty much that's what happened. That's all part of we it. We go home and, yeah. and my wife says, "How did the show go?" I said, "I love Jake. I mean, I love. He's just the best." True. Yeah, I do the same thing. I, I go home and I say, "Geez, just Gordon, just great." Especially when he makes up embarrassing ailments that I don't even suffer from. I was totally kidding. Okay. I want to make that absolutely clear. Although someone I heard one time that if you spend too much time on the throne, that that can be a that can be a problem. Hey, Coach Jesus, thanks for coming by. It's good to see you. I'll see you on Sunday. Sunday, right. Sunday at a 5 o'clock local time, Jazz play at Houston with their new lineup. Should be a tough one. All right. Stay tuned. More Big Show on the FM. <laughs> Goodbye from Preparation H and me. Doc Doc on the AM. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
Oh, let's go now. Excuse me. You threw me off my game there, Gordon, with this <laughs> wonderful conversation we're having. Uh, joining us now from the Mountain America Expo Center, of course, he's been hanging out, out down there all afternoon. He's our good friend, Tony Parks at the Boat Show. Tone? Well, it sounds like you guys have needed a comfortable seat, a more softer, enjoyable seat to sit on. Well, that is the case if you're going to be sitting on an awesome Sea-Doo that happens to be out here at the Mountain America Expo Center. Right here at the Boat Show, we're joined by Greg Mason, who's uh, with High Adventure Power Sports. And Greg, man, you guys have, oh man, this is decked out over there with all the different varieties of Sea-Doo yeah, that absolutely. you have available. Yeah, man. Uh, the, look, it ranges from what, six grand all the way to 20 grand, but the biggest thing is you have kind of everything for each different person out there on the water we do absolutely yeah we can get you into a machine for around six thousand dollars that is just a little rocket ship you can do tricks on it Mm -hmm. uh, rolls and all kinds of things up to a 300 horsepower cadillac on the water i mean it's got bluetooth speakers it has i mean three person seats i mean it's a beautiful machine that literally 300 horsepower i mean you can Man. cruise on the lake on that thing i love that you have like the fishing boats with them too like uh, it's absolutely. like a sea i've never seen this before yep a sea do but you have the the uh, opposite facing seat yep you have places for everything every Coolers, piece of equipment yep, yep and you can do the fishing right absolutely there. you can even have a trolling feature on it it's got really? a garmin gps yep you hey. can you can click in there and click on the trolling you can put your poles on there it's got the cooler with the water inlet so you can put the fish i mean it's it's done up man man they've thought of everything they really have all right so i'm excited uh checking out the new 2020 uh yep. you got some 19s you have a, a few 18s they happen we, to be here too we do but the technology on these now is incredible you, you talked about the fishing stuff yep. but now bluetooth speaker stuff places to put your phone absolutely i mean easy stuff so when you go out there um you're, you're able to have an enjoyable experience not just exciting out there on the water but everything it, else that comes with exactly you can put the storage on there we've got coolers on there we've got gas cans you can i mean you can literally go on a trip and go out for the afternoon and not have to worry about anything with coolers for food dry bags for storage mm. equipment uh all that stuff to okay. have a enjoyable time. Right now, for anybody who makes a purchase, uh, you got a pretty sweet deal going for We them. do. Right now, for the boat show only, we have gone to BRP, the parent company of Sea-Doo, and they are giving us a four-year warranty. Okay. We're doing a free storage cover or travel cover, another $300 option for free and we're also doing a first year service or a first oil service change for free oh that's awesome man uh these things they run a long long time man i they, know a number of people who've had them for years and they say man that's so low maintenance so easy very to take care yeah of. easy to take care of low i mean if you're getting into this sport right you can come to come see us at high adventure and we can get you into a Sea-Doo for six grand if you're just starting out. Very reasonable, very affordable, and a great deal that goes on top of that. Like you talked about, $2,600 worth of accessories and stuff yep. like Boat that. Boat show only. Boat show only. That goes on Thursday to Sunday. Today, open till 9. Tomorrow and Saturday till 10. Sunday until 6. You want to get down here to the Utah Boat Show Mountain America Expo Center. It's a lot of fun. Adults, a $10 ticket. Four-day pass for 20 bucks, And don't forget, kids 12 and under, they're in free with a pay adult a lot of great entertainment a lot of great things to check out while you're here uh, the family's going to have a great time and make sure to stop by and see greg and check out uh, check out the sea dude thanks again greg absolutely you bet we're well, looking forward to see you guys highadventureps.com take a look at those online as well and come right here to the utah boat show uh more of the big show coming up next 97.5 1280 the zone
Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's been a, a fun Thursday, Gordon. We, uh, we talked to Sam Namick earlier, had Coach Chiesa along for the ride. We obviously solved all of the jazz problems, so we'll you know, be expecting an extra check in the mail because I'm sure all the coaching staff is listening and taking you know, solid notes. Well, they're probably telling the team the same things we are. It's just a matter of the players opening their ears and uh, listening to what is being said. I think they need to get you down there incorporating it into their their play. Get down, get Gordon into the locker room. I give him a speech. Get Gordon, get Gordon a whiteboard, some markers, <laughs> and I'll fix him. Uh, and some undivided attention. <laughs> give him a what for? And you'll get this uh, this losing streak squared away. See, that's the thing. Quinn's already telling them the right things. It's a matter of the, the team actually doing it. And I don't know, what is a coach supposed to do when players just turn the ball over sloppily down the stretch? Cut them. Cut them. I agree. <laughs> just get rid of them. Just wave them. You! Done. Out of here! It's my first turnover of my career. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> get yeah, to he, stepping. In all, in all honesty, Quinn's got uh, Coach Snyder's got to figure it out. He he does, and that that sounds a little negative, but that that's his job. And a lot of folks, and I'm sure the front office uh, feel like they've put some good pieces on this team, and now they have to figure out how to get all those pieces working to their unmost abilities. It's certainly a challenge, but I mean that's that falls on the head coach. I think that loss last night was about as bad a loss as I've seen all season. Yeah, I know you pointed out a couple in your column. There have been a, a couple this year that have you, you can point out and say those are painful. I mean, the, the one against Houston the other night, and I know you pointed out the, the game against Toronto where they were just getting decimated. And, yeah, those, those losses stick out. But this one was bad because, because of the situation the Jazz have been in. They, they need a victory in the worst way. They had an advantage. They had all kinds of advantages in that game last night, and they could not take advantage of those advantages. That's, it's, it was weird. It was almost surreal watching that game, didn't you think? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's almost like you could suspect that it was coming. Uh-huh. Because we're at that point now where we expect, it's kind of like Austin, we expect the worst. We do. Speaking of uh, expecting the worst, the movie zone is next. Uh, uh, Thanks, Austin guys. Austin Horton and uh, Adrian Leiser. What's, what's, Don't you have somewhere to not work anymore? What's uh, tonight's poll question? Your favorite movies that deal with winter or snow. Well, why you got to bring us down like that? Uh, yeah. Christmas Vacation. Nah, see, we, we went all day with no Christmas movies being suggested, and then Jake comes in. So what, what, uh, what are some of the ones that are rolling on in? Tell you about it next. Give We're out of hint. time here. We're out of time! Just give us a teeny little hit. Uh, a miracle was one that was presented. Huh. What does that have to do with snow? It's in the Winter Olympics. It's ice, oh, it's ice not I said snow. snow and winter. Mm. Not tonight. Way to listen. It's an indoor sport. Speaking of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the movie Ski Patrol? Oh, yes. It was that, like, it was terribly yes. awesome. Yeah, it was. It was filmed here, too, which, you yes. know. Were there any really good snowy movies? Yeah. Like, yes. Like what? We'll tell you about it next. The Abominable Snowman. Is We're that also a mo- talking about a movie. No, it's not. What was that? What was that movie about climbing <laughs> mountains? Didn't have some snow in that. Like uh, about vertical, cli- whatever it was. About climbing mountains. Vertical limit. Was that? Were they? Wait, I'm serious. We're out of time. Snow? 
All right. I'm ready. Uh, movie Zone coming up next. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll talk to you tomorrow. What was that dumb movie with the, uh, with the snow, the sled dogs in it? On the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <laughs>